Thanks for joining us on the DDS Faith Podcast. Our prayer is that as we discuss what God has to teach us through His Word, we can all learn how to deepen, defend, and share our faith in Jesus Christ. We are back here in the Fortress of Solitude. This is this is week two of the trial run to get me a mobile system set up here in my house so I don't have to leave it anymore <laughs> to go down to your place to do the podcast. I can just do it from comfort of my chair right here. So and Tim is back with us in person. Mm-hmm. Last week we Christian. talked about what the Bible says about the roles of a deacon and about what the Bible does not say. <laughs> Which about, is mostly with everything. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting episode because a lot of churches you will see um, a lot of churches are run by committees. Mm. And it's going to be fun for us because as I was getting ready to have our discussion today, I went through Scripture and I didn't really find any Scripture where you see committees. Yeah. Um, now, maybe one of you, both of you, you can prove me wrong on that. But uh, there's not a whole lot of committee meetings happening, you know, unless mm-hmm. you want to count the, you know, Pharisees and Sanhedrin and that kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's a different kind of committee than. Well, they, than they what did we're have one in Acts 15, but it was all elders, it was all pastors. Mm. So. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, congregation. You know, this actually has a lot to do with the congregation because in a lot of mm. ways, this is how the congregation leads their churches through their committees. Mm. Yeah. Which is, like we've said, is unbiblical. That's not how we're supposed to do it. Pastors lead the church, and we'll talk about that mm-hmm. next week. Um, so I guess the, the question I think you have to ask yourself from the start is like, where did this whole concept even come from? How did we get from first century church that you read about in the scripture, how do we get to that from that to these places where everything is being decided by committee so much so that even some churches have the committee on committees. <laughs> right. And um, a lot of ground we can cover with this one. We need, I need to be careful with our discussion because, you know, I have some firsthand damage from committees. Right. In fact, just within the last couple of years, there have been job opportunities I have turned down because I find out a committee is involved in some role or capacity that they really have no business being involved in, and I just Mm -hmm. will not put myself in that kind of a situation again. So... This, I mean, it's it's a serious topic. We need to, we need to address. So, where did this whole concept even originate? What do you mean? Oh, the concept of the whole concept of yeah, like who, what, <clears throat> where, who, what, when, where was the first <laughs> church, and yeah, you know, why? That's the big one that decided. Let's have a committee. Well, you know, I think, uh, and this is like with Sunday school and everything else. I think with with good intentions. People had, they were like, hey, let's, let's do this. And then it always, but the problem is those always, those things always morph into things that should not be. Um, so, well, we know what road mm-hmm. is paved with good intentions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, I think there's a place for committees, I think, but I think they should be fewer. I've been to churches where, you know, there's like 80 people in the church and they've got 20 committees and all the people are on that same committee. And then they had church council on top of that. And it was just like, you know, it's almost difficult to get anything done with committees. I think you could have certain committees for certain things like, hey, why don't you guys head up our Wednesday night dinners or something? You know, like, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a committee to select a pastor or um, to do HR, like personnel stuff. I just, I don't think there's a place for that in the church. Yeah. um, I'm sitting here trying to remember the source, but I remember years ago. Just make it up. Reading. Yeah, (laughs) then it's true, right? That's did you read it on the internet? Because then it's then it's true. Oh yeah, then it's. Always I think true. Abraham Lincoln yeah. said, "Everything uh, don't believe anything you hear on the on the internet." Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> he was very wise. Uh, yeah, I, so I can't remember the source, but uh, uh, this was years ago that I was kind of uh, came across this, uh, and uh, if I remember right, so you can fact check me um, that. A lot of committees within church started because of a shortage of pastors mm. during a certain time in, in you know, not too far off church history. Um, and so these churches that were lacking pastors needed to, like, figure out what, how are we going to, like, function. And, and uh, um, now in the, in the New Testament, we have a solution for that. Timothy tells Titus to go into these other regions where they didn't have pastors and appoint elders. Um, so wouldn't that be a, a interesting idea? <laughs> but instead, committees were formed. It's like it's like, it's like the the we we have the answers right here in the Bible. Uh, yeah, and it's like, like we're reinventing the wheel. You right. know? Like, like yeah. I have this great idea. Yes, if you don't know what to do, uh, read, the read the Bible. It may tell you what to do. And if it you think you know what to do, yeah. maybe you should read the Bible. Read anyway. the Bible and make sure. And and if what you think you should do doesn't come with uh, uh, some sort of uh, I understand scripture to say this, and so we are doing this. Then you need to go back and look at scripture. So, anyways, the the you know there's there's all sorts of reasons now why committees are formed and and kind of you know kind of the way we've been doing it in the past has crept into the way that we're doing it today. Our ideology has crept into. I mean, this is the same reason why the Protestant Reformation happened in the first place. Uh, you know, where Luther said, hey, look, the, the Catholic Church has strayed away from what Scripture is saying to their own ideas, uh, and so we need to get back to what Scripture says. And uh, in some ways, you know, that's, that's, we've allowed some other ideology outside of Scripture to creep in, uh, most of it, much of it being our own ideology. And I think that's kind of another, you know, where committees have um, not necessarily just come from, but where they've evolved you know, into something that sometimes is not what they're supposed to be. And so, like you said, uh, I think that there are, there is a time and a place for committees within the church. Um, but when, when they start to morph into something that they're not supposed to be. Or have any authority that they're not supposed to have. Right. It can be very dangerous to the church. And so you need to be careful with committees. Um, and like you said, it's not, it's, it's, you know, somewhat of an extra biblical idea we have councils, like you were talking about in Acts, mm. um, where we gather together and we say, okay, what are we, what are we going to believe about this doctrine? Or there's a circumcision issue. That, that was more like the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
what are you what are, what are your thoughts on the Southern Baptist Convention? Acts fifteen. Right. <laughs> but you're talking about doctrine. You're talking about authoritative issues. You know, uh, the direction of what we're going to believe in the church versus you know, um, maybe some of these other issues that committees, you know, like hiring a pastor or something like that. And so, um, so yeah, what what committees are good? What committees are are not healthy? Um, we have to be wise in our approach to that. And well, and then you know, noticing. How efficient are you? Um, mm-hmm. And I tell this story all the time. Um, but I was at a church, small church, about eighty people in it, and they had about twenty different committees. Mm. And because it was such a small church, everybody was on every, every committee. You know, I mean, just like they were all over the place. It was it was crazy. Mm. Probably people on two or three different committees. Oh yeah, they were at they, the same they, time. They were. Um, mm. And I remember there was a, a thought that somebody had had. And they said, you know, we've got our missions committee, you know, and they, they do the missions of the church. And it's like, well, you know what? It's really only one mission. It's the mission of God. So let's just call it mission, right? The mission committee. Take off the S. So rolls down. I'm a, I'm a youth pastor, and we're going through this. And I hear it six months later. All right, so what do you guys think about uh, making it mission committee instead of missions? Like, are we still discussing this? Like, <laughs> this is such a waste of time. Uh, there was another thing. Um, it was like, uh, I can't remember what they were called, but it was we had greeters or whatever, and they were called greeters, and they wanted to name them something different, and it took them six months to change mm. their names. Like, who cares? It makes no difference. Number one, why is it taking this long to make a decision on something? Mm. Yeah, if you have of, too many people, something that trivial. Yeah, yeah exactly, and it's trivial. Like it something wasn't even that a could big be taken deal. care of with the delete, the delete button. button. Just done. Okay, we're, we're I, w- I will say just for you know, uh, posterior's sake, like there, there sometimes committees move slow because you have people who are they're not doing it as their full time job and they're meeting as they have opportunity. Mm. Um, and so sometimes it's just, it's just a, a situation where you have faithful people who are doing their job. They are pouring over something that needs to have, you know, thought and attention to it. But I agree with you completely when, when it's, when it's completely unnecessary for the, the committee to, to move at a snail's pace, um, it almost seems like they're, they might just be trying to exist just for the sake of existing. Right. Um, we'll have to go through like five committees to make the yeah. decision. And even even when you have a committee of people who are volunteers, because um, I kind of hold the same position with with lay elders, it's like if you're if you're gonna take up the responsibility to do the role, you need to you need to be present and able, right, and invested to do that. And if that means that you know you, you you're you're meeting at night to get it done, uh, you you have to be committed to the the role that you've been, you know, assigned to or willingly volunteered to do. Uh, and so I would say if you if you have a, somebody on the committee or a group of people on the committee who can never meet, they can never get together, they can never, you know, right. make plans or, 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 or talk and discuss about this, uh, then that maybe those well, people shouldn't be on that committee. Well, the big thing is, and I would question, you know, if whatever committees you have in your church ask, what is their purpose? Mm-hmm. Is it worth anything? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, off camera, we were discussing uh, flower committee. Um, you know, got to make sure the, the, the church has flowers for mm-hmm. funerals and, uh, you know, they got to change the flowers on staff. I remember like I've been some churches at the bottom of the bulletin. It tells like who donated the flowers this week. And 
Uh, it is just like, it, that is incredibly trivial. Like, yeah. why is that even a thing? Why do we have these committees that are just practically useless? I think in some ways it, it, it comes from when we misconstrue what, what it means to do ministry as the body of Christ. Yeah. And so we think some of these things are ministries. Mm. Um, you know, the flower committee is a ministry. It's a nice thing. Uh, it's a, it's a service. And there's nothing uh, wrong with having it. Yeah. They're, they're, it's fine. If you, you know, yeah, I, if you love flowers and you want to love your church and, and, but it is not a ministry. It's not what the <laughs> Bible shows us and demonstrates us right. that, you know, is the things that we do as ambassadors of Christ, as the, as the, you know, as his priest, uh, hood. And so, um, yeah, we, we need to remember, you know, some of these extra things are not ministry. Uh, they're nice. They're good. They're Well, we've institutionalized the church. We've right. made it into this extra thing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not close to what it looks like in the first century church and what you see mm-hmm. whenever you read the New Testament. Um, it's very corporatized. Well, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, corporatization of church, church being run like a a corporation. And then in companies, you have different departments, and each department will have a department head. Um, I was in a church where the church council Hmm. was made up of all of the chair people. Yep of all of the committees in the church. So, you know, in a corporation, you're, you know, board, whatever is the department heads or right. whatever. Um, and it was just basically a committee meeting to talk about committees. <laughs> it's a committee and, about committees. Like what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that church, I would always have their meetings on Sunday mornings before Sunday school, because that is the perfect time for a church to have any kind of a meeting where there's the slightest possibility that some controversy could <laughs> erupt. Because now this is after I left, there was a deacon's meeting being held on a Sunday morning before Sunday school where controversy did erupt very loudly. Mm. And so you knew that by the time, or that story was being circulated through all of the Sunday school classes, and by the time the congregation got into the sanctuary to have a worship service, the whole church knew that story and had picked a side. Oh, gosh. Mm. Um, so if you're listening and your church has meetings on Sunday morning, stop. Have them during the week mm-hmm. uh, so that if something hard or controversial does happen, you know, there's some days to address well, those issues rather than a couple in, hours before people have to right. worship. In mm. reality, though, uh, if committees don't have authority, there shouldn't be much controversy that comes from mm. them. Well, I mean, yeah. this this controversy was not in a committee meeting; it was in a deacons okay, gotcha, meeting. Now gotcha. we talked mm. about deacons right. and you know all okay, that I last see what week. You're but I'm I'm just saying that this particular church would have all of their meetings on Sunday mornings before Sunday school. Yeah, that's not Because I was like, well, everybody's coming to church anyway. Because so, like <laughs> you said, you know, people who they work, they're not able to give the time that 
they need to give. It's like, okay, well, we'll just meet on Sunday morning. You're coming anyway. Yeah. Like, that's a terrible reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, see, I've seen, I've seen committees where, um, they, they nominate Sunday school teachers and it's like, shouldn't we be doing that based on a calling B, uh, uh, the, the, the pastor, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, the, these are important things for the pastor to do, not lay leaders. Well, it's basically come down to, you know, with your nominating committee, mm-hmm. they have a list of all of the openings in, in the church. I, I remember uh, a church where um, the nominating list was brought to me and be like, okay, these are the people that are going to be serving in the music, you know, as far as your sound technicians. I mean, even had it down to this person was playing guitar, this person is like, I'm not listing every single, Right. I mean, just so you can fill in a blank <laughs> on a piece of paper. Uh, you know, I said, that's going to change within the year. Mm-hmm. Just because you submit a nominating committee report and the church votes right. on it does not mean it's not going to change between now and next. Now, now there's, mm. there's a use for that. You can have them, uh, you know, hey... Nominating team, I need some guitar players. I need some people to run sound. Can you go and seek some possibles mm. out? And then you yeah. approve them as the worship pastor. I mean, yeah. otherwise you're going to have these people, oh, yeah, I want to run sound. Have you ever run sound? No. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I was talking to a guy uh, last night. Uh, I was um, I, I actually auditioned for to be in a band at a church. Like their Sunday worship, I mean, you have to audition which is unheard of everywhere I've gone. Um, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. you've been paying. You, you. He said to me, he's like, just don't come in here and say you've played for 25 years, but you haven't progressed in 25 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. You you played drums. You learned how to play them, and then you never learned anything else. And, uh, and that's a lot of the problems that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, you definitely have to you know, to avoid those things, you have the, the committee has to have a clear uh, and focused direction, um, and and they have to um, have a duration. Um, I think for the most part, I'll say for the most part, just to leave a little room for just in case there's something that I'm not thinking of. But for the most part, I think when you when you um, create a committee, it should have a purpose, and then it should have a an. Uh, a time then after it completes its purpose that it dissolves. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't exist to become something different or something outside of the scope, but you have a scope. Um, it falls under the oversight of the elders. Um, so they're not, they're not functioning on their own. Exactly. Right? Because as the committee makes decisions or does the work and, and I'll say that a committee can be extremely helpful. Like what you were talking about to the pastors for the doing of the, for the, you know, doing the work of ministry to the, Elders, maybe you form a committee that supports something that the or the something that the deacons are doing, um, the deacons who are called to serve the church. Okay, well maybe we need a little help. Um, you know, there there may be various reasons to 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 form a committee, but they 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 need to have a focus and they need to have a clear like ending, a finish line right. where where they don't evolve and morph into something that they shouldn't be. Yeah. So I know that uh, if if we still have listeners. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you still with us? And, and this is okay. You'll be okay not having a committee for everything. Um, you know, I think one of the questions that may surface is, well, what about, you know, a finance committee or a personnel mm-hmm. committee? 
you know, what do you do with those? Do, do we need those uh, or do those dissolve? Uh, what were some of your thoughts on that? Well, personnel committee, I don't think you need um, because I think the Bible is clear that uh, elders appoint elders. Well, and it, it solves the problem whenever you have mm-hmm. multiple elder right. led yeah. church. And <laughs> if, if you have if you have a church per se where maybe you only have one elder, but you are a church that that wants to have multiple elders. There are those situations. Um, a church plant is a good example where you might have one guy. Now I, I always push and pray for, uh, multiple guys going out and planting the same church. And I say, guys, uh, let's, let's support both of them in doing that. Um, and, uh, look at the end of Titus where, where Paul says, look, we're, we want to send these people out, be quick in sending them and, and support their every need. Uh, I think as a, as the church in general, we need to be way more willing to to spend money on 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 our pastors, mm. uh, supporting them uh, so that they they can focus on ministry. Our church planters, uh, so that they can be basically missionaries and pastors at the same time. Yeah. Um. And and let that happen over a long period of time, whatever's necessary. Um. And uh, because it can take time to 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 see fruit if we're doing it the right way. Um. But yeah, so the 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 if you don't have uh, a plurality of elders in your church, but you want that, you you seek that. There are other churches around you that are are probably like minded, where you could say, hey, you know, um, we have, you know, like for example, uh, we were uh, talking in the last episode about like the the legal side of church. There's there's you know in our country at least um, churches to be tax exempt. Um, will have a 501c3, they have to follow certain rules and guidelines, they have to have a bylaws and, you know, a, so to speak, board of directors. Um, and so you you structure that, but you don't let that govern you biblically. Um, but uh, one of those rules is that, like, if you're, if you're a solo pastor at a church, uh, you can't determine your salary. Um, and, uh, and it's probably not a good idea in any situation. Right. And so, so what if you're a solo guy at a church and you, you're like, well... You know, do I get a raise this year or do I get a salary this year? Maybe the church has grown enough to where where you weren't getting a salary, you were part time, and now maybe you're full time. Um, and and you say, well, how do I how do I do that? Well, maybe pull in some pastors, elders from other churches around you, right? Um, to 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 do that. Um, and so that's where we we can kind of serve that together. What was the second one? The was? Fin- the finance committee. Finance committee. Yeah, I think a finance committee could could be potentially good if it had a clear. Uh, direction if they understood that they worked under the oversight of the elders. Um, I would also say that if the elders of a particular church were to decide we don't we don't want a finance committee, um, you know most churches will have a treasurer. Right. I don't think the elders necessarily, not because I don't trust them, but simply because of what we've talked about before that elders have a specific role and they need to be faithful to that role. Don't need to be you know doing all the money changing and right. and you know we see Jesus even himself had you know. Judas. Don't have a Judas on your finance team. Uh, Jesus did it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah so check you, the comment you, section at this particular. Yeah. Right. This is the, this is where the comments will get fun. Uh, I am not calling anybody on the finance team a Judas. We are very thankful for you uh, and appreciate the work you do. And guess what? Um, I I would not. I wouldn't put myself on the finance team. You know, as a, as a church plant, I don't have, I don't have anybody within you know our little, whatever we are and are becoming, 
to, to, to take care of the finances, but I don't trust myself to do it. I'm not gifted in that. So, exactly. So we're going to, we're actually hiring out, uh, the bookkeeping and the, and the stuff like that until, you know, so you can do that. There's other resources out there, even outside of the church where you can hire, you know, your bookkeeper, your payroll, all that. Or if you have somebody gifted within the there church. are a lot so. of churches who do that. They will hire someone outside of the church mm-hmm. to do the bookkeeping. Yeah. But then they have the finance committee uh, in the church to tell you how the money's going to be spent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's where so, I think the the clear understanding of 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 what the authority of the what the role of and responsibility of the finance committee is has to be clearly presented and you know on paper so that you can say listen like this still functions under the instruction or the, the oversight of the elders um and then i think it's fine yeah elders oversight Elder that's oversight. The, that's the big thing in all of these things that we've talked about you know it's it's interesting because um all these things that we're saying hey let's let's level down like hey let's let the deacons do this is what the bible says and this and this and this and it's like what what are you gonna do you know like the pastor's gonna be a dictator you know and it's mm. like okay and and we have a solution to that well the bible has a solution to that which is yeah. multiple tune elders. in next week mm-hmm. um yes yeah. yeah tune in next week um because a, a lot of this i'm sure the listeners well, then what are you supposed to do? Like, I, yeah. I totally get that. Um, you know, having that finance committee is is important, but they shouldn't dictate what the church purchases. Right. Uh, you know, I think that should, again, be elder-led. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as taking care of the finances and stuff, absolutely. But if if, if you got a pastor saying, hey, we're going to do this, this is the ministry we're going to do, you know, and you've got their other elders that are backing mm-hmm. them up on it, then yeah. that's what you guys should do, period. Well, and then how many times... Does the pastor, one of the elders of the church, say, hey, you know, we're going to upgrade the youth facility. We're going to put a new sound system in there. Or in the sanctuary, we need a new sound system there. It's old. It needs to be replaced. And that's coming from the pastor, the elder of the of the church, um, he almost has to go and ask permission right. from the finance committee because mm. um, he's stating this is the need. We need this in order to continue our ministry, to better our ministry. Um, finance committee really has no authority to say, no, you can't do that. Mm. Right. Like we said earlier, no committee should have authority. You know, the authority comes from God, given to the elders of the church. You know, you know. Again, the sheep does not tell the the shepherd. You know, no, we're right. Not, we're not and a committee mm-hmm. is a committee full of sheep. I mean, there's nothing the wrong with being a sheep. On the people right. who serve on committees, um, you know, there's no qualification. Again. A committee is not something that was set up in Scripture. So there's nothing in Scripture Mm -hmm. about what you have to do or be in order to be qualified to be on a committee. Yeah. There is for elders. There are for deacons. Um, And what I have seen happen so many times is... 
committees become a platform for people who are trying to push their own personal agendas mm-hmm. into a church. Right. Uh, it becomes a platform for, well, I've, I've been in this church for 50 years. We're mm. not spending money on that. Mm. I've yeah. been in this church or, you know, my parents and grandparents were in this church. They wouldn't have stood for this. So, no, we're not, we're not doing that. No. Again, you know, yeah, if the pastor says, hey, I'm going to buy me a private jet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then, yeah, I could see where the finance committee would kind of be like, right. are you really right. sure right. about that? Yeah, and it's good to have, a you know, a, some wise people who can, but again, like, like, like no money. Like multi- multiple elders. Yeah, like multiple right. elders who will. You mean like a plurality <laughs> right, of elders? Yeah. Well, what if the, yeah. And Man, this, this episode better yeah. be good because we've been pushing that this whole, <laughs> this this whole series. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into that because I know we got to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> the, but also like with the with the finance committee, like it's like it's it's there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. I'm not I'm not above as a as an elder um, going and saying, hey, this is what I'd like to do. Is this financially like reasonable? Right. Like I'm right. not I'm not the numbers guy. Exactly, and, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into some you know listening to someone else. It's not like just because I'm an elder, I, I have to make the decision all by myself, right? Um, and I think that's like you know again that that includes the body of Christ. Like you can the elders can well we'll get into that. Elders can have oversight <laughs> and still include the body of Christ right. in the decision making process. And asking someone you know say hey what's your take on this doesn't mm-hmm. give you authority, <laughs> right? Yeah, and and so. I appreciate the wisdom of those who know money and and are up to date with the finances of the church and you know can uh, uh, handle those things so that we don't have to. Um, but yeah, you can't have friction there when somebody says, "Okay, you know, uh, this is what we need to do. Uh, this this propels the ministry and the purposes that were that were you know are, are given to us by God." Um, and and any committee that that can take control of a, of a small uh, area of the church, can derail, potentially, uh, with that authority, the church from its main goal, its main right. purpose. And my experience, is it's usually been the two driving forces that people with this power trip, the two committees they are always trying to get on is either the finance committee or the personnel. Those are the mm-hmm. power committees. Um so at the end of the day, your pastor is responsible to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many pastors are going to have to stand before the Lord one day and be like, now, you know, I wanted, I was leading you to here, but you went over here. Mm-hmm. How many pastors are going to have <clears throat> to look the Lord in the eye and say, you know, the finance committee? Right. Or, well, the personnel committee. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, pick your committee. Um, I would hate to have been the one on that committee when that decision, you know. Yeah. You know, where, where, let me say this a better way. You know, I always led, which is why people did not like me. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. But my authority was from God. And 
as an pastor. And you're not in, saying that in arrogance. No, no, no. My God put me in the churches that he put me in for a reason and a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like I was there, you know, the staff, we were all steering the ship. Right. You know, my it wasn't the pastor going north, the worship leader going west, and the youth pastor going east. You know, no, we were all coming together unified as a staff to, you know, go in this direction. Now, we would have staff meetings from time to time where there would be some disagreement about the way, you know, well, I think we should do it this way or, no, let's do it the other way. Ultimately, you know, I was going to support whatever the pastor decided. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there were questions I had about my ministry and a direction I needed to go, I would go to him first. Right. I remember sitting in a personnel committee meeting and it's the whole personnel committee and the whole church <clears throat> staff. I mean, myself, you, the interim pastor, the you know, the ministry assistant, secretary, trader, whatever you want to call her, and the bookkeeper. We're yeah. all in there. And um I don't I couldn't even tell you what the purpose of that meeting was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think oh, and the, and the deacon chairman also found it necessary for him to be there yep. in that meeting as well. Mm. Um, because, again, he thought he was the authority in the church. And then you had the personnel committee thinking, no, we are in charge of the staff. So, And I finally just, I let, I let them get through their spiel. Again, I couldn't tell you what it was about. And I finally just raised my hand and I said, you know, we have a pastor. You know, he's an interim pastor. But when he was voted in, he was given all authority like he was the senior pastor. Mm-hmm. Any question I have, I'm taking to the pastor, not a committee. Yep, or a deacon. Or a deacon. Um, but unfortunately, you just get people in there who are looking to get on a committee in order to have a little taste of power and push their own agenda, and that's where things get um, bad. And people can, yep. I mean, I still have the knife scars in my yep. back from you know stuff like that. I was at a church um, several years ago, and the pastor left for another church. And he said, Wes, you need to watch for this, because when I leave, they're going to go after two things, the power and the purse. Mm. He's a prophet. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Within a month of him going, power vacuum, and then mm. just straight to the finances. It was yeah. all about money, 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 and power. And I was just like, no. This is why you don't give it to committees and lay leaders. Right. This is why you give yeah. it to pastors. And why I would also argue that, that yeah, it's the... It's the, the Morality of elders, like we're going to talk about <laughs> again, not the congregation, and it's 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 just, you know, we we have to trust God in His wisdom that He's 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 arranged things and ordained things to be such a way that it's going to be the best for everyone. It's going to be best for uh, 
those in leadership. It's going to be the best for those who are part of the body. And it's going to be the best for those on the outside, you know, looking at the church. Yeah. Well, then right there is your own, you answered your own question. You said, you know, we have to trust God (laughs) when you, you know, and they don't want to hear it. But the truth is people don't trust God. No, they don't. I, I struggle with it sometimes. Right, we, like, we we all do. Well, yeah. God is more forgiving than man, so mm-hmm. a lot of times we for, we we fear man more than we fear God. Yeah. Um. You know, I know that's that's been an excuse for me. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to have to stand before God for it someday. But that's easier than just having to deal with the personnel committee right now. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, is it? Are you sure about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. It seems like it. And I understand there may be a desire uh, from, <coughs> from people to be a part of something within the church where they feel like they're making a difference, where they feel like they have an impact. They, they want to serve. They have a, you know, uh, Romans chapter 10 talks about, uh, you know, the Israelites, the Jewish people, um, you know, uh, that, and saying that they had a zeal for God. They had a good zeal for God. They desired after him, but their zeal was based in a works righteousness mm. and not in the completed work of Christ. And so then he goes on to say, like, this is, like, we need to change that part. The zeal for God is good, but the works right. methodology is bad. And so it's, I think that sometimes <clears throat> people jump on and, and go after committees and, and, and want to be very committee-driven because they have a zeal for doing something good for the church they don't understand that that the method that they're using is actually destructive and 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 so i would want to say to anybody listening to this that if you are not part of a committee like you can still glorify god in your church today and you can still serve and love others you can still serve and love god and you don't have to be a part of a committee you don't have to be on a committee to have a meaningful and purposeful Mm -hmm. life uh for the Lord and for one another in, in, in the church. Um, there are, there are a multitude of ways that you can, can have a vibrant ministry um, as the body of Christ outside of being yeah. on a committee. Well, and you know, one of the problems that I see is that in our culture, we have a very individual superhero mentality. How can mm-hmm. I make an impact on the world? Mm-hmm. You don't. God does. So get that yeah. get that out of there yeah. right now. Right. You know, uh, I have to go back to that often. Yeah. I mean, at planting a church, I oh, start to get sure. ideas and start to strive, and then and then you know God's like, no, it's not you. Yeah. This is not going to be, be built upon you. That's exactly you right. Fool. You're just the vessel. Yeah. Like you're, you are not the hero right. in I'm this at, story. You're so horrible at it. I'm actually using you to show everybody else how powerful I am. That's the reality. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of scripture that supports yeah, that. Right. Like he, yeah. he always picks like the biggest losers. You know. Yeah. It's like, so, oh, it's like hey, you're yeah. uh, you're so uneducated. Uh, why don't you come yeah. with me and be my disciple? Yeah. You know, you don't know yeah. anything other than the Torah. You know. Right. <laughs> so true oh man that's awesome but yeah the whole superhero mentality is just um i i think it's a huge problem in the church because look at jesus okay jesus is a hero okay sort of but not the kind that we see on tv it's very different 
because you know everybody thought Jesus was going to come or the Messiah was going to come, you know, on a sword with a you know and you know, basically like a vigilante, you know, mm-hmm. like a superhero. But he didn't. He came down and he served. Uh, and it was just every once in a while he would use his superpowers, but then he was like, "Don't tell anybody." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time yeah. he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, I know. Mm-hmm. I know." It just uh, changed your life and and healed you from your mm-hmm. blindness. You know, you've never seen anything. Don't tell anybody. Like what? <laughs> what was up with that? Like Jesus, don't you want to grow your ministry? Like come on. Yeah, it's uh, the Son of God <laughs> who yeah. disguised as a mild mannered carpenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he he, he humbled himself. <laughs> Nice analogy. <laughs> I thought so. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. we'll give credit where credit's due before we... <laughs> he didn't have glasses, though. We don't know that. What? That's true. We no, don't I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> anyway, Tim, you were saying... <laughs> no, just that, yeah, Christ Sorry. humbled himself. And so, you know, like... Maybe that should be one of the prerequisites for, for being on a committee. Like, people who are... You know, we talked about deacons, and, and the first deacons were sought after as those who were of good report. Uh, you know, they had a good reputation. Um, and so same thing with if you're going to be on a committee, maybe maybe we need to, you know, consider whether or not that person is prideful. Um, yeah. And sometimes <laughs> the most boisterous, you know, like let's get it done, you know, uh, type of people seem to be like the best fit for the job. Um, but often what's driving that is, is, is potentially pride. And sometimes it's just the right. more meek and humble, again, going back to the example of Jesus. Um, in fact, the, the, uh, the Navy SEALs, to pick who go on SEAL Team 6, um, <clears throat> they have a, a metric, a chart. Okay, it goes up this way and it goes down this way. X and Y, X axis, and they have a chart. And, and so it's, uh, uh, the chart is skill and trust. So they want somebody oh, wow. who has the most <laughs> amount of skill with the greatest amount of trust. And so what they've found is that if you, unicorn. Have, if you, yeah, the unicorn, if you have somebody with a lot of skill, but they're not trustworthy, you have, you have a, a harsh and, and, uh, you know, egocentric mm-hmm. leader. So they, they actually, will choose somebody who has maybe mediocre skill but is extremely trustworthy over the person who has a lot of skill but isn't trustworthy because they say because they understand that that type of leadership will eventually crumble the whole thing right and so so their metric for for what they measure and this is the most proficient organization you know uh, in the whole world the, and so to get on to seal team 6 you have to have they value trustworthiness. And, and when you think of trustworthiness, I think of humility, meekness, you know, uh, sincerity, uh, generosity, you know, the, these sort of things. You know, when people look at a lot of pastors, I think they do see a lot of arrogance because they, they do. They preach from authority, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I remember um, I was in college and I was talking to this person and they, they said they didn't like listen to that pastor because they were so arrogant. And I said, well, why do you think they're arrogant? I was like, because he thinks he knows what he's talking about. And I was like, he does know what he's talking I, I about. Hope, I like, hope so. I hope it's so. Like, do, do you want to yeah. be led by a shepherd that's like, mm. well, I don't know if we yeah. should go this way or that way. What do you guys think? You know, uh, like, There's some wolves over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but it's a, it's a cleaner path, yeah. you know? <laughs> I, I think they'll leave us alone. 
right? Is it okay? <laughs> Nobody's bleeding, right? Yeah. Oh, no, that, that's sharks. <laughs> uh, you know, but honestly, you know, pastors tend to get put on platforms a lot. And mm. I think it's very easy to say, oh, wow, they're just arrogant or whatever. Like, okay, we're on this podcast, you know, like, oh, Wes is just arrogant because he's doing this, you know. Um, and he's going and telling how many people are wrong and all that stuff. It's like, no, 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 no that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, doing this podcast and preaching are two of the most humbling things that I've ever done. Because I know, like, you know, like, like you said, you know, you, you, uh, God picked somebody that was in, uh, ill-equipped. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I remember um, I, I was in college and I was, you know, still learning how to preach and whatnot. And uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and we were just sitting down at lunch, and uh, I showed him what he was like. So, what are you going to talk about tonight? I, like, I showed him my notes, and he read over them, and he didn't say anything because he's a real, real quiet, passive guy. But he was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever read. Like, how is he going to do anything from this?" Mm. And then I spoke that night, and I mean, that's how I felt. You know, <laughs> what he said is how I felt. Mm. And um, I go in to uh, to go and, and, and preach the sermon. And he comes up to me afterwards and he tells me what he thought about my notes and then what he thought about the actual sermon that was preached. And it's because that's because I stepped back and let the Holy Spirit run, mm. you know, and that, that's sort yeah. of the, this the same thing that we do here. So I think it's very easy to say, oh, that pastor's just arrogant, you know, but, you know, or they, you know, they always think they're right. And it's like everybody thinks they're right. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't operate under the assumption that you're wrong. You know, that's just silly. You, you you assume that you're right. That's why I researched what I did. You know, could I be wrong? Yes. And I consider that, which that shows confidence and not arrogance. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And going back to committees, it's good to have somebody who has confidence in, in what they're, they're doing, but can be humble and meek and, uh, um, and they're doing it for the church. They're not doing it for themselves. They're and whoever's, doing it for the Lord. Yep. They're and whoever's in a leadership role or a chair, if, if mm-hmm. you must, um, you know, they need to be humble. You know, and I've seen I've seen committees where you know, the chair is just very, very arrogant and pompous. And then I've mm-hmm. seen some that are they're the most humble people in the world, and they their committee usually does the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good leader. It's humble. For sure. Uh, meekness is not weakness. That's right. Um or some of your notes. Well, yeah, I was just thinking that you know, um, some of the dangers potentially of a committee is is when it, and we've kind of mentioned this a little bit is when is when they often uh, end up doing the job of the pastor or doing the job mm. of the deacons or doing the job of the you know the congregation. Um, we want to be careful that our committees are not taking away. Uh, uh, the responsibilities uh, and the opportunities of the congregation to do ministry, um, and I've I've seen unfortunately um, a correlation between very committee-driven churches and the congregation being very idle, mm-hmm. um, and and saying, well, we got a committee for that, we got a committee for that, we got a committee for that, you know, and it's, um, and I, one of the things that, you know. Um, I'm seeking to do in the ministry that God has given me is to uh, encourage the the church, the body of Christ, to take initiative in being the church, not yeah. just going to church, but being the church every single day. And um, I do think that means carving some things out of our lives. Mm-hmm. 
to make space. But um, but yeah, so I, we don't want to see you know the committees you know um, you know taking those roles and responsibilities that can otherwise be done without a committee in the context of what God has given us in in the context of right. you know elders and and deacons and and the body of Christ. A committee can be incredibly dangerous if it's not following um, what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And that's why I would say, for the most part, it needs to have a, a, a limited function uh, and a limited duration. Um, and and so at the end of that duration, it needs to go away. Um, and and the church can go on functioning. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, I don't know if we if we did a, a, a historical deep dive on, you know, uh, if there's even a record of it as to like, well, in the early church, in the in the second or third century or fourth century church, were there committees? How were they right. doing these things? I know they, <clears throat> they had councils to talk about theological issues, but yes, uh, we, some of the practical potential things to look out for, um, you know, if you have a committee on something, um, is, is to make sure that it doesn't forget its purpose. Yep. Uh, you know, to make sure that, uh, you know, they, they, they meet, uh, uh, when they meet, they, they meet intentionally. They are under the direction of the pastor. They're under the direction of the pastors. Um, you know, uh, and that, that they don't replace, you know, other ministry that could right. be happening. Right. But yeah, I think, I think that, uh, limited committees can be useful. We've used the word committee a lot. Um, because that's what we've been talking about. And I've seen here in recent years, churches are getting away from using that word. <laughs> and now they're calling them teams. You can't change the mm. word. Um, not without not a committee the, meeting. Not the meaning. And you got to wait six months. Um, but I remember talking with a pastor and he would use words like, well, we've got our uh, properties team. We've got our uh, finance team, and we have uh, a personnel team. I'm like, do you mean committee? Because <laughs> they're functioning as one. And he said, well, we don't call them that because that word upsets people. <laughs> I said, there's a reason that word yeah. upsets people. <laughs> it's so like, all just, you did is change the name. They just you, changed it yeah. and called it a team. They ran it like a committee. Though. For the purpose of not upsetting people, rather than we, we are doing it differently because we want to be better. No, we're, we're still yeah. going to do all the things that upset people, but we're not going to use that word <laughs> that upsets people. So Goodness. Uh, okay, so the listener who's listening to this, uh, what, what's their takeaway? Hopefully they haven't just sat here or like, I hope we haven't just sat here and been like, committee bad. Well, you uh, know. Which maybe I have. Right. I don't think we have. You know. I thought Tim's done, a, you've done a great, you've put some thought into that. I could, yeah. I could tell. Definitely. So, which is one of the reasons I wanted him included in this conversation because like I told you, I still come at this from a very emotional right. place. He and you are both kind of, you can come at it a little more objectively. Yeah. Well, crap, what was I going to say? I don't know. I interrupted you. I apologize Fine. for the we, only we, time we, today. I'm going to apologize. Oh, I th not the you, only time he's going to interrupt. What's the that? only time he's going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, you got to watch him with his words. Uh, tricky. 
I was like, what, what is saying? the listener going to take away? That was it. Yeah. From that all was it. This. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so it's not going to be the only time I interrupt you, right. but it's going to be the only time I apologize <laughs> for interrupting you. Right. So not that I won't. I hate you so much. <laughs> Uh, see now he's waiting until I start talking. <laughs> no, now then I'm he'll gonna, jump in. Yeah. Now I'm going to choke. So you, you, you go. I'm uh, done. You know, a few weeks ago we we discussed you know congregation and you know pastors' roles, and you know Jeremy asked the question. You know, what is the listener going to take away from this? You know, because it's not like you're going to be able to just you know change this super quick. Because that's true. You're not going to be able to change a church that is congregation led to. Plural, 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 plurality. plurality of elders. Um, you're just not going to change that overnight. Mm. Uh, you know, the big thing is, you know, read your Bible, study it, and try to get to, as close to it as you mm. can. With something like this, though, this is relatively easy to do. Um, I mean, you'd still have an uproar in the church, I'm sure, but comparatively, it, it's yeah. easier. So, I think it can be done to where we kind of move away from these committees and have it to be pastor led. Have committees, but they dissolve. Yeah, you know, I think the I think that's a really good way to do that. And as, and especially if if your pastor or pastors are are saying to the church, "Hey, we need to move away from this and towards this," mm. and you see that it's biblical, throw in your support. Yes. Um, yes. Speak up and and don't be silent during the the members meetings. Stand up and say, "Hey, we we Ask we your agree." Pastor. There's nothing wrong with disagreements. I, yeah. I was talking to uh, an uh, old youth of mine that was at their church, and uh, they were kind of frustrated, and they, they told me what was going on. And, and uh, when they were doing this, he actually stood up, and, you know, you know what do they do the votes and whatnot, and he stood mm. up and he objected to it. Mm. And he said, here's why, here's my issue with it. Because they were moving from something yeah. biblical to unbiblical. E- exactly, yeah. and... Uh, I was just so proud of them. That was just unreal to them because he's like, oh, are you, what are you questioning? What are you causing conflict for? You know, mm-hmm. you just this dissension in the church. And it's well, like yeah. getting up like that and saying, you know, you know, hey, I disagree with this. That's not yeah. causing dissension. Right. Right. That's iron sharpening iron. That's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And do it in a way that is, is full of love, mm-hmm. full of grace, seeking peace. Seeking unity with one another. Yep. Um, and, and so, so speak the truth in love, um, and 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 continue to love. This isn't something that we want to create uh, enmity amongst each other in the right. church. Um, we are, um, you know, co-heirs with Christ to to be united together. Um, like I always, when I talk about the church, remember that that Christ loves the church. The church mm-hmm. is the bride of Christ, and so. As you interact and ha- and have these conversations with people, as you say, "Hey, you know, this is is this biblical? Are we doing this the way that that you know Scripture yeah. intends?" You know, do it in a peaceful, loving way, and ask your pastor. I mean, you know, maybe you're yeah. doing it the the way we've described it, how we're saying is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe you're with it. You're like, "Oh my gosh, you're right." Okay, yeah. Go to your pastor and talk to him. That pastor may completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. He may not. And, and that's okay. And it's okay to stand firm, and it's okay to continue to say, "Hey, look, we need to we need to go in this direction," and and uh, you know, and to correct. Um, we're we're called to correct each other when mm-hmm. we're in error, and to say, "Hey, this that's is how not we what Scripture says. Uh, we need to change." We can't and, grow if we can't be corrected. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's there's not going to be unity in a church where where nobody is willing to be corrected. Well, and then the you know, 
what's the point of saying anything? Nothing's going to happen. You know, that right. student that I, that I just mentioned, you know, they, they went forward with it. You know, they, yeah. they, they didn't keep it, but you know what? That youth did something that was incredibly important. He formative for him. Too. Yeah. It was good for him. And it was good for the church because, you know, a lot yeah. of people, they're just like, well, it's not going to change anyway. So why bother? Yeah. You know, like, and you don't know. You don't know what God is going to do with that. Exactly. You don't know what seed has been planted, what other yep. people are starting to, to, to think. God can start a movement, um, you know, with, with a, a small thing. Absolutely. All right. Well, next week we're going to have, this is the big finale we've been teasing we've been for, the last, <laughs> for the last, what, <laughs> month? So we'll finally get to the plurality of elders mm. so. thanks for listening for more information on dds faith ministries please visit our website at ddsfaith.org and follow us on social media facebook instagram and youtube